Episode 32 of The Deacon and the Doctor. We start off with this great story from Shreveport, Louisiana, about a group of individuals that are called Dads on Duty, helping to keep a school safe and keep students uh, more engaged and less afraid of having police presence in their school. No, they don't have police presence. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because of the dads, they don't have a police presence. Okay. Next topic. And we talk about uh, this election in Virginia, which I am so happy will be over this week because every other commercial is about this election in Virginia. And I'm so tired of hearing about McCullough and young, younger, whatever his name is. Who cares? You know, just elect somebody and stop flooding my TV commercials. And what's next? And the next thing we talked about is uh, Oklahoma, unfortunately, has restarted uh, carrying out death sentences and, again, continuing to get it wrong. Uh, They don't seem to be able to figure out how to do this the way they intend to do it. Um, But, again, I'm hoping that that will cause them to stop doing this, uh, especially given uh, the circumstances of the next one that's up. So Deacon and the Doctor, episode 31. Check us out. Welcome to the Deacon and the Doctor. I'm Deacon Bill. And I'm Dr. Rhonda. And I am an ordained deacon in the Catholic Church. Well, I'm a doctor of education. And the idea of the podcast is we're going to invite you to pull a chair up to the kitchen table and we're going to talk about real events. What's relevant? Yeah, and you might not agree with us or we might not agree with each other, but we're still going to have the conversation because, you know, it's hard. It's hard out here. And this is the Deacon and the Doctor. Hey folks, uh, this is Deacon Bill here. Just a quick disclaimer. Know that the views expressed on Deacon and the Doctor are strictly Rhonda's and mine. They don't no, represent I can speak for myself. My <laughs> views. <laughs> they don't represent the views of the Catholic Church or any church within the Catholic Church, right? And they definitely don't represent any education, no institution or uh, entity. Just my views. And the other thing that we'd love is we'd love to hear your views. And so you can reach us uh, on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Find us at Deacon underscore Doctor. Yes, Deacon underscore Doctor. And follow us and give us some likes on the things that we post that you find interesting or comment if you have something that you'd like to add. And we will be gladly discussing it on our future episodes. Thanks. Hey, y'all, you should really, you would probably think that we've never done this before, but this is like the fourth time that I've tried to start this recording. So today I'm giving you some outtakes. We, I'm taking up 20 seconds to just tell you that one, two, three, start talking. You go after three. Everybody knows you go oh, after three. Do you go after three or do you wait until three no, and three, then you and then start then talking? Well, everybody knows that. Again, we had difficulties, technical difficulties. Well, not technical difficulties, but I push record. Well, let me tell you a group of men who are having much more success than I am starting a podcast. Okay, what group of men? So this is a group, they call themselves Dads on Duty. They're down in Shreveport, Louisiana. And here's what happened. So uh, this one guy, Michael Lafitte, his daughter comes home, uh, she's in high school, comes home scared. She's like, I don't want to go back to school. I'm scared to go there. They had 20 
three people arrested in the school in a three-day period. 23 people arrested in, in a, a three-day period in a high school. Okay, so, you know, one of the things that I, I... So, I don't know what caused that, but I think that our pandemic and kids having to return to school kind of has caused some trouble because there there seems to be an high, an increase in the number of fights and things of that nature yeah within schools so this school this particular school was so inundated with i guess violence, violence. right and they had you know police officers stationed in the school and all of these other things going on so what this dad did he called a bunch of the other dads together they had this meeting and they came up with this plan of, hey, how about if we can be in the school during the day from right. like 10 to 1 and then like, you know, like when school lets out, like 2 to, to whatever. Right, or right. What, you know, whatever time school gets out, right? So, you know, but a couple of shifts. And we just, you know, we're just there. We're a presence. We're talking, you know. Right. But, but we're a male figure there. Right. A presence in the school to keep right to quell some of the violence. And they went to the principal, and she was like, "Dads want to get involved in the school? Yeah, I'm in. All, All right. right, I I love parental involvement. Yeah. So okay, the dads decide to okay, we're gonna go to the school. We're gonna be a presence. Right. And now what? Month later, zero fights. The police have left, so no more police presence. Is the police no longer present, or the police is just they? They no longer have police school resource officers stationed in the school. Okay, so these dads have taken over in that capacity. They don't want to say that, but there's no reason the the police department doesn't feel like a reason to have police officers stationed in that school any longer. With, I'm sure other schools right. are higher so, priority. So so okay it, it's great that these dads have decided that they want to come into the schools and they're interacting with the students and whatnot and a lot of the students that were interviewed for the article i read that's what they said like they love having you know father like some of them don't have fathers in their own homes right so they love having this father figure they love the way that the dads you know can relate to them on a on a more personal level where they felt scared having the police officer around yeah, so I mean, it does give you. I I I think that that is great. But how are these dads able to go? Well, see, this is what I'm thinking, them. right? This is awesome, but it's Shreveport, Louisiana, here in Prince George's County, Maryland. This could never work. I don't why, think. Why do you th- say it's not? It wouldn't because work here. the some mother here, like her son, gets talked to wrongly by one of these dads on duty. And she's suing everybody. She's suing the governor. She's so this, suing the principal. So why do you think it works in Shreveport, Louisiana, I think, but it I think, won't work here? I think I, I, just I disagree think, with you I on that. I just think that more and more we're turning into this culture where, one, we, we litigate everything. Two, we want these institutions to fix things rather than rolling up our sleeves and going and fixing them ourselves. That's what these dads did. They saw yeah, they, a problem. And they, and they got involved. And they are they are using their lunch breaks and things of that nature to make it happen and continue to make it happen. Right, they're, and like if a dad's working nights, he's coming in during the day. And they're, they're committed to the process, schedules. though. They're right. committed to the process. That's that's the difference. So, 
and they've um, got their own background check thing set up. Like they're they're doing all the things that you should be doing. Right. So you saying you you say it, it won't work in our in this county that we live in. I just the, the, I I don't think that you're you're being fair because I I feel like it would work. That that model will work anywhere. You just have to have buy-in from the parents. And that's the that's the And, and I just I run around too many mothers and Prince George's, Charles, all, all these other counties that I run around in. I'm around too many mothers who know they got some bad A kids rolling up into school every day. But you say one wrong word to their bad kid and they're up in your nobody talks to my kid that way. Like, are you joking? Right. Well I've I've seen that aspect of parenting. I mean you deal with it where, a whole lot more than I where, do, I know. Where people are like, Oh, you know, you can't you can't talk to my kid that way and like kids. Why not? kids Your that, kid's talking to me that way. Kids that come to school. I give you just case in point, you know, I was visiting a classroom and you know, a little a, a tall sixth grader co- goes and in, comes into the class late. I'm like, I wonder well, never mind. Anyway, comes into the class that I'm in. Teacher's not there. She thinks I'm a substitute. Her and her lackeys that follow her, you know, and you can peg the people, the kids that are making trouble real quick. Right, right. You know, I'm like, mm, have a seat. She doesn't want to sit down. Okay, I'm not your teacher. Your teacher is here. I'm your. I'm a guest in this room. How would your teacher want you to act? Does she yeah. don't care? Right. There's there's no regards for the fact that, hey, but, you know, and it goes, so that goes to your point of what is she being, what's the message at home? You know, and this is why I say, you know, she was, she was kind of snarling me. I was like, well, you, you, you're being disrespectful. And so, I could either give you some disrespect back or you can dress it up. So do you want to correct it? And I'm a teacher in the building. If it was a parent a, a parent that came into that classroom as these men are in in this right. high school, now they aren't in the classrooms, they're patrolling the halls, but Hall case out, out, But case, out case in point, if yeah. you're out and around on campus and you even in any school, right? And you're policing the hallways we there are plenty of kids that are in the hallways, and you say, "Hey, shouldn't you know? Where's your class? Shouldn't you be in class?" And you you get lip service. You could there. There's a potential for getting lip service. These are high schoolers. I I could only imagine what they are getting right. from right. You know, so maybe you don't hear about the what go is going on, but I think that this because there's a different perspective coming in those dads are coming in and the kids are seeing father fathers that are taking an active role and i don't think we have a school nearly as rough as what this one is i mean i haven't seen any schools where 23 people have been arrested but i I, and that's why i say i don't i don't i don't fully agree with you that it would not work here i do understand what you're saying about oh well parents parents play an integral role in what happens at school absolutely but parents don't take don't want to take responsibility. Parents want to put the responsibility off on the quote unquote schools, the teachers, the administrators, or whomever in the schools. And that is and in and of itself the problem. That is one of the major issues 
that is going on in this Virginia election, and I can't tell you how happy I am that this election is finally going to happen tomorrow. Because you're these, tired of these off-cycle elections. So, oh my! All gosh. of y'all Virginia folks, please vote. Please vote. And um, and and decide on who your next governor is going to be. Because I'm tired of seeing commercials. But that's one of the issues that has come up. Is is should parents have input? into what's being taught in the schools. That's like one of the big issues between these two yeah, candidates. And whether it was taken out of context or, or not. Let's so Well the quote I heard directly what, from McAuliffe was former governor of Virginia, former senator, right? Or no. Is he a senator? He was Hillary Clinton's I, I mean, running don't, mate, right? Don't anyway. Really he's I mean, been a political guy forever. What I heard him say was you know, parents don't get to decide what's taught in school. Like, that's what he said. Now, so he might you, have been talking about something heard, different. So that but. wasn't the whole quote because they had him on. He was on Meet the Press talking to, what's his name off? Whatever the guy is on Meet the Press. He was talking to him. But it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, here, here's what, what McCullough did say. States decide curriculum. Right, that's what he was getting at. Parents don't. That that was his point. That was his right. bottom line. And in any state you go to, but, there are no parents that have ever, unless unless it's some private entity, there's no parent, to my knowledge, no parent group outside of the people I that think are on parents should people have, that are on the state board of education. Parents people should have that awareness. are on the state board. Right, but parents should have awareness, and parents should have. Parents, some understanding of what's going on in the school. And How parents, else can they be involved in help? Parents can ha- and do have access to that information. You know, it's not like you're in a vacuum. I mean, you can be. If a parent chooses to be involved and want to know what's going on in the class, every parent gets some form of a syllabus from their, their children at the beginning of the school year. Right. So... If you pay attention to what's on the syllabus, you can see what your child your child is going to learn about. Right, but but in the same sense of the dads on duty having direct involvement, positive involvement. Dads on duty are doing nothing with with instruction because those dads on duty all right, they're don't not doing have, anything with instruction. Don't have don't have degrees in education. No, but what they do have is involvement. Right. right? And and so I just don't see I don't see schools going more in that direction, number one. I see them going far in the opposite direction. You know, like, how do you, we might do you, tell you what we're going to do, uh-huh. and that's it. We're going to tell you what we're going to do, and then you can sit down and shut up. What, don't, what do you don't, mean? Don't give me any okay, input. Okay. Don't, don't tell so, me what you think about it. So why, to me, there's no reason for you a parent. or me the primary educator to, of my child. You're the primary educator, so that's and, why. And I'm that's also why, the one. That's not why for nothing, we have, But I'm also the one paying my taxes for all of this stuff to happen. Yes. So you're paying taxes. My, my dollar, so my tax where, dollar doesn't give me any. Nope. Here's where your tax dollar comes to play. You have a board of education, to elect. elected official. Sure. In most cases, you got a board of education member. If you take, if you have a problem. With what's going on in the educational system within your district, you take that to your board member. Your board member brings it up because we all teachers work for that board of education. Right. And if you want to, you want to let your tax dollars do your talking. Do it through your person that you elected. Don't come at. Don't don't go to the school trying to teach, or don't go to the school saying, "Well, these teachers aren't doing." 
When did you get a teaching degree? That's my biggest pet peeve with people that are like, oh, well, these teachers don't know what they're doing. Well, do you know what you're doing? Homeschool your kid for a, 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 a day or two, <laughs> and you'll see. Oh, I don't want to deal with them either. So well, right. imagine COVID, that. COVID, COVID woke up everybody to the, man, my kid is hard to teach, right? COVID woke up everybody to that, right? And I, I saw tweets all the time like, Teachers don't get paid enough, you know. Right. By because, like millions. Because parent right. if you were if you are a parent that were that were that was trying to do what needed to be done with your children at home, either now you're like, Hey, I want my kids back in school dealing with that. So I'm gonna go ahead and bite the bullet and I'm gonna homeschool my kids. And there are there are plenty of people that there are people that have decided after COVID and through this pandemic that, okay, I'm homeschooling my children. Sure. And that's that's more power to you. Yeah, great. If you can do it, because I know I but, I have degrees in education and I could not homeschool my children. But, but my point is this. Teacher, don't look at me and say, you know, I need you to help me with this and I need you to be part of this process. But don't you dare question what I'm doing from 7.30 to 4.30 every day. Because no, I have a okay. degree. Okay. Like let me let me ask you this. Having a degree How, doesn't make you all knowing. So yes, that's that's correct. But what prof- just do you have do you have people that come to you at your job and say, "Oh, well, it's 9 to 5. I don't know what you're doing, but I need I need a better understanding of what you're doing." You don't have anybody that comes to your job and says that to you. You work for a customer. You provide a service for a well, customer. As a consultant, you don't, I'm constantly proving my capabilities. You prove you proving your capabilities to people who are questioning my to people that have hired you for your expertise. Yeah, or considering hiring me. Yeah. Consider yeah. considering hiring you. Yeah. You nobody's coming into your domain saying, "Well, you should be doing this like this." Unless they are your direct customer, they've hired you for something and they want you to do something. Teaching is the only daggone profession where people feel like they can roll up in a classroom and and judge you on what you're doing in one instance because my baby up in here and I need to... No. But but you are also And the babies a don't very be doing... very well-qualified educator The babies don't do what they're supposed to right. do and the and and the parents in denial. So like you said with the whole, oh my baby don't do that. Yeah, People I, know. I, I hear you that know, all the time. You know what yeah. your kid right. is capable of. Right. I'm with you 100 percent on that. Don't be like. But I'm just offering to you that you aren't the average teacher. It doesn't matter. You I are the well qualified, above average, no, and no, no, you no. care. No, Not every no. teacher is providing that. So yes, I I understand that we have degrees of levels of. Capability Capabilities and professionalism. And professionalism, sure. But at the same time, you nowhere else, Bill, again, nobody's rolling into anybody else's job saying, Well, you should be doing this. You should be doing Work, that. Working that's with why we children, have, you are gonna hear that. When I coach but that's sports, why we have, I used to hear that from parents all the time. That's You're not doing the right why, thing for my kids. You no. Know, this is why we have so Yes, there is, again, I'm going back to what I said. If you have a problem with the way that your child is being educated, there educate is educate them yourself. Yeah. There you educate them yourselves or you take it through the proper procedures and don't don't like these the parents that 
I mean, they they all at the school board saying they don't want books, you know, certain books right taught and whatnot. They want books removed. But that's where, like, if I'm on a PTA at a school, hey, join your PTA. Be involved at school at that level. If you if you take take uh, offense to what somebody's doing in the classroom, say it. You know what McCulloch did go on to say in his quote is, you know, there's one book, um, Tony Beloved by Tony Morris. Tony Morris, right? That is being difficult to read. That has been targeted, difficult to read, and wanted to be removed. Right. So going back to that, if I'm trying to remove that book, yet I I have all these other books that fit a whole nother narrative. Fit a whole nother category, demographic, whatever, that I'm not saying anything about that perhaps people of color might take offense to. Then that that's where that's where we we start to have problems, right? Yeah. So yes, there should be some way that we. I mean, I mean you, we, you we, know, I'm a huge Toni Morrison fan. God rest her soul. Um, and and I love, like, yeah, you know, I've read all her books. Love beloved. I I think, great and. And and I do understand, but but I do understand where a parent could see difficulty with their high schooler reading some of the content in that book. I mean, Toni Morrison purposefully wrote that book to be hard. Right. So you, I you mean, know? maybe perhaps that's that's not. And that's... you have to teach it in that way to help people to understand. And if somebody doesn't have obviously that shared experience, it's all that much harder to teach. Sure. That book. But there again is it's that's part of the the education of yes. those individuals that are going to be teaching the content. Have a conversation with them, and if you if you if you have issue with something like that. We're gonna just ban it outright. And, well, I, I mean, never believe in banning books. You know, I, so I, I am never a believer that banning books makes any sense because all you do is you drive people to what you're trying to ban. Right. So, so that yeah. makes no sense to me. But but to tell a parent, look, I have thirty children in my classroom, and we're gonna read this book that contains uh, brutal torture, sex, bestiality. And all 30 kids are going to have a positive experience at the end of this. It, right. It's hard. I, you, I, it's hard to say I, that with a, a straight face, right? No, it's, you it's can't. It's a difficult book. It, I, again, but it I found it difficult when I read it as an adult. I had to go back and reread it. Right. I understand that. And, and yes, there, I know that there are, are complex issues that perhaps... If I want if I want my child to be in a sheltered environment and I don't want them to be exposed to certain things until I'm ready to well, I don't want them to be exposed to to it ever. And that's that's a you know, that book or another book that has suggestive language or things of that right. nature that I'm not comfortable with my child having, which I don't know where you're living because now they have the daggone phone and they have access to yeah, anything I mean, just and everything. With our kids, they had to read a book that was supposed to expose them to Middle Eastern culture, but frankly, I thought the book, it's a soft porn book to me. I've read the book, and I had offered, you know, years ago in the same school, a number of better books that provide that Middle Eastern culture that were provided to me by people who grew up in the Middle Eastern culture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, was told, hey, thanks, we've got this, right? And I'm like, but you don't. You're not more qualified than the people who recommended these better books. 
So, I mean, just... But I would again, say from that experience, right. I'm but like, a, but again, come on now. So, like in that case, with your experience, you were one person going to someone to say, "Here's some other books," right? So I'm taking you as okay. What do you know, dude? Right? That's that's how. But the that's, first, I started it with a conversation that's to kind of demonstrate to them that I probably have more of this cultural experience than you do. But so there, that's part part of the problem too. Right, they took it all I offensive. Want, like, I oh, sh- wait a second, I'm but sh- I'm the teacher. No, no, no. I'm in, instead of you coming like in that tone, like, hey, my conversation is that I'm telling, I'm showing you how I'm more qualified than you. No, do I mean, I didn't on, do it on this like culture. that. I'm just saying. I know, like, it's, I know you didn't probably do it in that way. I just but, provided context around hey, where I thought this I've, book came I've up short in ex- the goal. Okay. You know, like your your stated goal is to do Middle Eastern culture. This book offers this and this, but the Middle Eastern culture is so much more. And there are some other books here that don't have the soft porn part of it. Yeah, you're like this isn't the only book that deals right, with Middle right, Like right. you seem to think that there's one, and we've got to use this one. Yeah, you know? but that's where like you have a conversation with the teacher. The teacher's non-responsive to it. If if because I mean, they didn't know any different. Right. They were giving us something that said, oh, read this book. But if you, so that's where I'm saying, like, to me in that, the way that that should go down, I've I've given you an opportunity to respond to my request. Right. I'm not, I'm not happy with it. I mean, that at, really at that point, it's probably mute because your child has already had to, it's been required reading already. Right. 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 right, right. So that's probably why that person in my mind, I'll be like, well. You got one kid in this class and maybe I only hear from one person versus if I hear from 30 parents. Right. Then I'm like, oh, okay, well, all of these parents have a problem with it. Maybe as a as a practitioner, I need to reflect on what I'm offering these students and perhaps look at look into another book or if those 30 parents take it to the next level. Right. Then maybe right. I have and to. I, yeah, I, I'm not the I'm not the uh, the joiner the the. Uh, come on, everybody, let's come together. I'm not that. Person. Well, and I'm simply the person that likes to point out uh, you're reading a bad book. Right. You chose well, a bad book. It's for, a lot now, of them books are bad. Yeah, I I would have no capability in physics or math to offer any advice, but when we're talking about reading books, I do have a history there where I can help out. Okay. Well. What's next, Deacon? What's next? All right, so we got something, uh, you know, negative to talk about in the state of Oklahoma, where we both lived for a couple of years. Our son was born in Oklahoma. They had mm-hmm. um, decided to stop with um, carrying out the death sentence for inmates. And the reason why they did this, they had a, a stay for a few years because they had really screwed up the process twice. You know, the process should be, you get one drug that puts you to sleep, the next drug basically paralyzes you, and then the third drug stops your heart. And what they had was, they had um, in their last two, before they put this stay of execution, was uh, inmates convulsing, in one case for almost six minutes, Mm-hmm. convulsing and just going through this obvious pain before the inmate finally died and you know they're like okay well, we're getting this wrong so we need to stop doing this so they stopped stopped went through this process new governor came in new attorney general came in and, you know everybody's trying to make their 
political mark by like, oh, I'm the toughest ever, right? So they restart up death uh, penalty. And so this month they killed another inmate and again, got it wrong. And so now they've basically lined up one inmate per month over the next six months. I think there's six that um, that they're going to, to resume, you know, and, and the attorney general's bragging about, oh, look at what I'm doing. So, here. like, but they did it wrong again. They still can't right. figure this process so out. So I don't I don't only in Oklahoma, but how the heck can't you figure out like there's no medical doctor that can. Figure figure this stuff out. I, that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. But it doesn't. Death. I mean, it, killing people doesn't make sense to me, right? I mean, again, we're gonna show you that killing is wrong by killing you. Right. Don't understand. I don't it's, understand it as a deterrent. There, there's a there's a problem there. I think it's clearly been shown. Again, nobody cares what I think, right? On the the far right, but I think it's clearly been shown to not have a deterrent effect. Right, it's not like people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stop mm-hmm. killing people because some so and so has death death penalty. Right. But um, it's I, far I more expensive. I mean, it's like you know, so it's more expensive to kill somebody than by this, far. How it is? Yeah, the the legal I, fees, everything that's tied up with. Oh, going because you have to go. You have to versus take, just allowing them to live their life in. You well, know. I mean the same, but you you're entitled to the same, um, the same due process. Like you, you, you have the same things that 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 a person that's on death row would have. It's just they get to a point where they. Well, yeah, everybody it, gets it, to a it's point. It's approximately where they, twelve times more expensive exhaust. to kill somebody than to allow them to live out their life naturally in so, prison. So if I lived out my na- if I was on death row, I lived out my natural life. Well, you wouldn't be on death row. You'd just be in prison. Well, okay. If I'm on death row, though, there's one cost: living my natural life out. In prison is another cost. Right. Yeah, approximately 12, 12 times more. And the other thing that we've proven is that we keep killing the wrong people. Because so many of these individuals who are on death row, like, so well, next I mean, month, we, we studied to, this case. We need to, we need, the there's, there's a need to, for reform in, in, in the judicial system. We, we don't have time to talk about that today. But no, but, but, but just we, next month, the person who's, who's on death row to be killed next month. We studied this case, uh, Julius Jones. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so he, and, he, and so in those instances, yes, right. where... He, Put on trial where jurors are openly using the N-word in recorded court testimony. Yeah. There's and we're okay with this. There's definitely a need for him to have, like, if there's some His way... His lawyers that, called no witnesses. Yeah. They offered no defense. So there's a problem. Pleading not guilty. There's they offered problem, no right? defense. There's a problem there. There's a problem there. And we They're know, incompetent. We know that there's a problem there. Um, but yeah, we're not going to review his case. So again, I mean, I want everybody to know. I am against the death penalty in any way, shape, or form. Because it, it makes no sense to me, right? Yeah. It, it violates the sanctity of life. And, and, and even worse, I don't know... If Julius is, is guilty or innocent of the crime he's accused of, I, I don't pretend to. But I do know he didn't have a fair trial. Right. But there until and nobody, but there needs to that that requires that requires judicial reform, Bill. And we it requires human beings to have some the, common sense. We're not but like 
Who's trying to do that? That's the that's the problem. Nobody, because this point. attorney general wants to puff his chest up like he's some big shot. I don't know. What so easy to do when you're behind doing. a microphone and you don't have to worry about you know actual repercussions. Well, we need to to think about that when we're electing officials as some of these states that have off off what we call off cycle elections, not with the national not paired with the national. And, and I need people to be educated on what actually happens in these things, right? And yeah, I mean, it's just, but that's, but you know, we there there needs to be, but you know, again, you got lower socioeconomics in states like Oklahoma, and you're not. You, what are you dealing with? What am I? Am I really? Am, if I'm trying to feed myself, do I really? Am I really that gonna be that concerned? That's that's part of the issue. Not to say that everyone in Oklahoma is is, is that. No, that's I mean, not. It's, There's it's, plenty it's, of money in Oklahoma. That that's I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. You know, I don't know. I mean, clearly, if they can kill people, then there must be some money. If you right. say it's twelve times yeah. as much, right. but it's not a it's not a good thing. We we should be focused on love and not uh, harm. And but, again. I understand the whole notion of we need justice and we have to punish those who do wrong. I got that, but um, the there's death no penalty cert- doesn't make sense well, when you okay. look at it in yeah. its totality. Yes, but there's a whole lot that doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make it, but we don't have time today to keep continue to talk on it. We're already at thirty minutes. And you know I gotta figure out how to staying with us. Figure out how to pause this uh, recording. (laughs) We appreciate everybody staying with us for a couple of extra minutes. Thanks for tuning in. We will continue the conversation next week.